This is the United We Stand podcast from Copenhagen around the Copenhagen Manchester United Champions League game. Today's podcast is brought to you by Improve Easy. Improve Easy are helping United fans across the country save money on their energy bills by installing home improvement measures such as free solar panels, free boilers and free insulation. All you need to do to see if you can apply for this is text the word EASY to 60777. That's the word EASY, E-A-S-Y, to 60777 to see if you qualify for government funds to have boilers, solar panels or free insulation. Give it a try. You never know. You might be missing out. Outside the parking stadium now with Dirty Neck. How are you feeling about the game? Not confident. Why is that? Well, I'm going to tell you, like I said to all the lads in the pub tonight, every game we've won, we've been lucky. Every single game we have won, we have been lucky. We have been the second best team in every game we've won. Nottingham Forest, Brentford, they're right, they're right through the card. Are you surprised that it's been as bad as this? Yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, I am, because after last season, Andy, I thought, you know, yeah, maybe. But nah, nah, it's, we've gone backwards, mate. Uh, am I only person thinking? Well, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, not no, because I've had loads of things and all that. Injuries, why? how much of a factor? No, no, don't play the injury no. card. Don't play... This, we played, was it Newcastle last week? Yeah, we had all the young kids on. Mm. All right, they got twatted. But when we put the big hitters on, they were worse. Mm. At least the yeah. young ones had a little bit. We've got no fighting us. Honestly, we've got literally no fighting us. And someone said to me, is this the worst United team you've ever seen? I said, well, no, it ain't. I'm 67 tomorrow, yeah? yeah? And it's not the worst United team I've ever seen because the other United teams were shit. They had a bit of fucking fight in them. This team, they've just had a bit of pick up the wages and just, go, you know, go and do clothes booking launches or whatever they do and, uh, and got, you know, and things like that. Um, have you been here before? Over the years, over the years, we did about five times. This year, you're working by every game you play. So you've, been, you've, you've been any <laughs> memories football there? Yeah, 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 defo, defo. The preseason friendly we played in probably you were there. Yeah, preseason yeah, friendly. Yeah, Was it? When was it? No, 90? no, no. Michael no, signed that one. It was '93. '93. Yeah, that was great. That was just a, that was just a top tip for the crack. You know, preseason friends mean nothing, don't they? I remember that Scotty, who we both know, reminded me the other day yeah. that there was an argument in a bar, and I think he stuck up for me. And he ended up being lifted out the bar by his belt by two big bouncers. And I'd totally forgotten about that. Well, Scotty told me that the other day. Yeah. I, I, I don't even remember I that. I can't remember but it. You were, you were, you were 15, I was, 16 or something I was like young, that. Yeah, yeah, you were only young, yeah. Yeah, I remember but, that. Uh, I was a teenager. Did we go in Martin's minibus or something Yeah, like that? I mean, Did we go to Gothenburg first or something like that? Yeah, we, we went. We went round houses together. Didn't we yeah. <laughs> we travelled towards. I mean, there was such oh, that, good oh, was memories. 19, that, yeah, no, it was 99, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember. Um, some of the little put downs and the witticisms, I never forget them to yeah, this yeah, day. There yeah, was one yeah. lad, I won't name him because it's not because it's not fair. Yeah, you do know him well, because you said to him, uh, but you're Jewish shag, aren't you? And I just thought that's that's basically just telling someone that they're an ugly bastard. No, no, I'm I not. Think, I think I know what you mean, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not putting it on here at all. <laughs> and I and I still had one, <laughs> so he's done better than me. <laughs> I remember a few years ago in America, we were in a bar and we were talking to some like Texan housewives and you said to one of them... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Houston, that was, yeah. Yeah, and you, you yeah. said, um, what did she say to... You said to one of them, you're the second best looking person in here. And she went, oh, well, thank you, thank you. And who's the first? And you just went, and just looked and framed your own face. Was it telling lies? <laughs> no, you heard telling lies. Andy, I will use that tonight as well. And another one you said was... Um, <laughs> 
she said you talk too fast because she couldn't understand your Manchester accent and straight away you went you listen too slow was I telling lies? no you weren't telling lies <laughs> and I like uh, I like that humour a lot do you know Binzi who comes off on, on it? John yeah yeah go him he's a good lad he's a character yeah. isn't he? yeah the man with the most yeah. Mancunian accent in the world yeah. Yeah, or do yeah. you know anyone yeah. else with a more Mancunian accent than Binzi? God, I don't. Um, well, yeah, all his estate because he, where their estate was, it was literally right on the town centre. Right. Hardwick, Hardwick, their estate. We did know that was town. That was yeah, the yeah. station where Binzi's family lived and all Pat Manoli, all that little firm from Hardwick. That's where they live from there. So you can't get much more man than that, can you? Really? He's a uh, <laughs> he's a funny lad. So can I have a prediction for tonight? Oh, Andy, Andy, Andy. I tell the bookie, you know, if I knew it. I would tell the bookie if I knew the picture. I'm not confident. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know anybody who is. They were, they were a better team at Old Trafford. They were. And I come here, I like I come here working, I work here every game. I don't matter, I don't matter. I'm not good enough at why I'd pay tax. You know, so I've, uh, I watched me against Bayern Munich the first half, they passed Bayern Munich. Yeah. Second half, they're not last thing, yeah? yeah. I, don't think we've, I don't think we've got the engine. And our second half to make that, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What Bayern Munich done to them in that second half, I don't think we've got that in our, in our locker. Somebody said to me, to, I might have said this because I'm a little bit drunk. Somebody said to me, we're the worst United team I've ever seen. I've told you this, yeah? Yeah. Right? And I, I don't think we are. This is not the worst United. This is probably the worst United team I've seen because it's just. Even when they were shit, the teams on the. Look, he, he was at Wolf because all them teams, mm. at least he had a goal. At least. That's all I want, Andy. Have a goal. Have a goal. <laughs> I don't want nobody kissing badges. I don't want nobody, you know, all that kind of thing and high five well, and. That, that. Yeah, that, that flag at Saturday play like you mean it probably meant something along those lines yeah. happy I remember coming here on the, on the pre-seasons I mean some of the things that went on looking back were absolutely scandalous I remember one of my mates having a fight with a rose seller <laughs> don't mention his name as long as he's not a scar seller no he wasn't he <laughs> was only young I just looked up for a very expensive time and he's having a fight with a fella selling roses I just thought how on earth has it come to that? He might buy anything situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, last time we come here, because on the street, I was working up there on the other side of the, on the ground, by Munich, yeah? And all, I'm working, it's on this same road, the other side, about probably this distance away from the ground, and all of a sudden around loads of black Danish kids, all in black. Right, they're yeah. They're getting chased by the police, 200, 200, at least 200, I'm honestly. I've got to meet them now. Oh, gosh, all getting chased by the police uh, and all that. They were sound with me, no, yeah, no, they, no, they never said nothing wrong yeah. to me or nothing like that. I think, is it gate 12 or gate 7? Yeah, I'm going to go and walk yeah. in there now to meet yeah. them. I'll let you know how it goes on, podcast people. I'll, I'll see you in it with a show. <laughs> I imagine that. <laughs> see you later. Right, see you in a bit, lad. So I walked up from the metro where I was talking to Dirty Neck and going to meet some interesting Copenhagen fans. And I saw a gentleman just outside the fan shop on the corner of the park and stadium who I recognised from Finland a year ago in a Manchester United veterans game. Could you introduce yourself to listeners of United We Stand? Uh, my name is Sat Piercing and I'm from uh, Finland. I just flew this morning from, from Helsinki to Copenhagen uh, to watch a game, although I don't have a ticket at the moment. But yeah, just to catch the vibe, uh, how, how this is the closest I could, I could get to, to the Manchester United first team. Yeah, so far it's good. So this is where we're at. So you've flown from another country without a ticket and you've got no hope of a ticket at the moment and you're not the only ticketless person here it's a really hard ticket some of my best friends have come from Manchester they've just met them and they've not got tickets 
and you just felt it would be the closest. You've never seen United play live? No, no, I have never been to Old Trafford and and this is the first away game that, that, that I am I'm here. So how long have you supported United for? Um, as, as far as I remember, since 2003, uh, back in my school day, um, my, my best friend, he was, he was an Arsenal supporter back in the day and one of my other best friends, he was a Manchester United supporter. So uh, we used to, they used to share stories every, every, every school day and I, I just got hooked with, with Man United. Because you, you lived in India before you moved to Finland. Yes, yes. Uh, so I'm hooked from, on Man United in India. Whereabouts in India? I'm from the north, Chandigarh. Wow. And... And just, I just followed Man United. Uh, there was no chance that I would ever, ever support any other team other than just United. I, I had incredible stories with me that when I, I got my first phone when I, when I graduated and I just ring Man United story in Manchester just to hear them out. How is it like to be a Mancunian? Just, just. You rang the shop? Yeah, I just rang the shop just for the fun. And to and ask, what? and just ask that, do you happen to have a Man United jacket L size? And that was it because in my in my phone the balance was so low that I just spoke those words and, and the phone got disconnected. So you didn't even hear a Mancunian. And I didn't hear anything other than just I. What's up? Just just like that. Just just the beginning, uh, and then that's what that was it. But my joy were knew no bound. I I just had. You know, spread it like a wildfire everywhere in my school. Everybody knew that I, I rang up at Manchester just to know uh, a jacket is, is on sale or not. Wow. So you met your wife, moved to Europe. Yeah. Uh, I met my wife in Bali. And two years later, we moved to Helsinki. We decided to move to Helsinki. And since then, I've been, I've been every day. I've been looking forward to go to Old Trafford to watch a game, but then the Brexit happened and it's just a bit hard to just come to Manchester. But I have a plan that I would want to watch a game this season. I'm, I'm, I'm planning to watch the last game of the season at home against Arsenal and I hope for the best. And have you got any hope of a ticket? You just, do you know anyone? You're just walking no, around. I'm just walking around. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I wish I could help you. It's just so, so difficult. Um, it's just a really difficult ticket in spite of Manchester United being so poor this season. Yeah. So you watch all the games on TV? I do, I do. I do watch every game on TV. I listen to the podcast. I follow Athletic pretty much, read everything. All the time. Yeah? Yes. And you've got a United We Stand yes, front I do. cover as your phone saver. Yes, do. And I have United We Stand subscription. And I look forward to, to be being a do, member. Do you understand it, the culture, of when you're reading United We Stand? Yes, I do. Yeah? I do. It's just... Does it educate you or is it, it alien to you or is it... It educates, yeah. Yeah. I, I get, I feel that I'm, I'm more closer. Yeah. Because I, I barely follow Twitter, X, yeah. you can call it X. It's just all rubbish. 
it's become a complete mess, hasn't it? Absolutely, it's just absolutely a mess. In the, in the last year, especially in the last six months, it's just extreme opinions, aggregating absolutely. content. You don't know whether you're reading the truth or not. Yeah, yeah. Just and the emptiest vessels make the most noise. Absolutely, and that that's why I I rather pay. And, and listen to, to the stuff that would bring peace to my mind, not just the rubbish every day, day in out. This is, he's gonna get sacked, ex-managers coming in, ex-players doing this, doing that. I'd rather listen to you, Laurie, Carl, and Ian. I'd rather, rather be in a good company than the bad one. How do you think United are gonna do this season? Then recover it, or it's always hope. There's always hope, and I'm always optimistic. Each, never, never mind last game how United turn up. I look forward to each and every game. Like I, I feel to myself, I, I, I talk to myself like I'm crazy or what? I've got just tons of hopes every game. After the poor display against Newcastle, I was still buzzing to see us face Fulham. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's just Man United. You just you're always optimistic. You're always hopeful that we're gonna turn up again. Did your wife like football? No, she doesn't. Did she just think you? She mad? she just thinks she just close the room and then she just go reading a book and then that's it. Is football becoming more popular in India because cricket's obviously the main sport? But yeah. I sense an increase in interest in football. Yeah, yeah. There, there's. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is going to India. Yeah, I, I, I read that. Next month. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. There's a huge United following, of course. Mm. I, was in, I was in Delhi before, before moving to Finland, all of it. So, huge. Mm. There are places, pubs, where, where we have 100 fans just standing in front of the TV and, and just shouting, chanting, Man United. It's just massive. Absolute massive crowd. Good luck getting a ticket. Thank you, Eddie. How does it work here? How does the fan culture work? How many ultra sections are there? Well, in in, in FC Copenhagen, it's 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 quite interesting that the that our stadium is built with the um, with ends and and long sides. So uh, we actually has the pos possibility of uh, of creating different environments yeah. and in the different sections. So uh, one of the key for the keys for for the development we have seen for for the last ten years in, in Copenhagen regarding fans and fan culture is that football club of Copenhagen they provide different environments for different types of fans. So we have actually four fan sections. Uh, we have the family section where the new generation they will come and they have the possibility of creating flags. They have the possibility of getting um, painted in the face and and have a cozy and, co and, and calm environment, but. This is also a location above in the other end of the ultra stand, uh, which is called section 12. Okay. And section 12 is, um, is a ultra stand. It's where um, there is 9,000 seats. Everyone is completely sold out. Uh, we have 5,000 or 6,000 on the waiting list. It's like a movement. Uh, it's a very Obernian style underneath the section where you have uh, like graffiti painters, murals of, of legends. A little bit hardcore environment, I would say. Um, the fans, they have their own merchandise shop where they create merchandise um, from the fans to the fans where every money they, they earn in that matter 
it goes to to the fan envi- environment. So then they can create choreographies, produce flags, have away tr- uh, away trips. They um, they can have parties, and they they have created their own kind of. Um, uh, structure of, of, of financial structure, so they 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 can develop um, as we have seen for for many years now, and 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 for those who who knows any anything about fan culture, you know that section twelve is is highly uh, ranked for uh, for being passionate and loud and spectacular. And for the last part, we also have the long side, which is more British inspired casual stand which is the old legendary fan section in here in, in, in Copenhagen and in Parken Stadium. But um, but this is also a cool stand. This is more uh, casual people. They have their own seat with the season card subscription. Um, but this is uh, also very passionate, but with a little bit older crowd, I would say. And the last one is the upper stand, also on the long side with the older fans who just want a better view over the pitch. So but long stand lower is noisy. Upper is just want to sit down and watch the game. Exactly, can be shouting, can be 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 be, be singing, can participate in, in in the atmosphere, but everything with the, with the passion starts behind the goal. And and one of the things which is very interesting here in Copenhagen is that the family section to children, they actually, uh, they, they love to to join the movements from section 12. So when clapping is going on under the stand, children will be raising up and clapping as well. They will be jumping as well. They will do the same activities as they see in the in, in, in the other end. So actually we see now that, that we have an ultra environment that actually educates our new generation in how to be fans of FC Copenhagen. Junior ultras all Exactly. Um, we had one, one case, uh, Sometimes back, where we had a quite bad game. Not uh, we actually lost it, but we were we were favourites. But it was um, against a, a small opponent. At that point, a couple from the ultra stand and the drummer they jumped out of the ultra stand and went all the all the way around the stadium to the family section to give them some kind of um, uh, present and surprise. So the couple he made a, he 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 had a, his mic megaphone. And uh, he went to that section to start some songs where everyone on the ultra stand was informed that when the family's section and the kids were starting these songs, the reply should come from the ultra stand. And this video went like crazy viral. And this was also a part of the education of the passion we see here in, in Copenhagen that everyone is working in the same direction. Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. So if you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix, this could change your world. It's simple to do. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location, your country, refresh Netflix, and that's it. You see, ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Do you like Korean dramas? Use ExpressVPN to watch Parasite off South Korean Netflix. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. But the reason we use, and I definitely use ExpressVPN, 
to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag. You can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN also works on all your devices, phones, media, consoles, smart TVs and more. You can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use our link right now, expressvpn.com forward slash united, and you can get three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united expressvpn.com forward slash united to learn more right so my night has taken a bit of a twist i met people from copenhagen i'm writing about their fan culture they're really interesting how they engage with fans how they bring fans in to work with various ultra sections and they said to me we've got what we think is a good idea um to let a young United fan be one of the mascots, like from the away end, aged between six and eight. And I said, well, I don't even know if such a person exists. Um, so I asked a few questions and we went down to the away end and a couple of people from Manchester United uh, helped out. And at first it was like, no, 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 it's not going to happen, it's really difficult. And then, bang, we found Leo, who's flown over from Manchester and he's a big United fan. He's got the away kit on, and with mum. Uh, can you just tell us what's going on, mother? I'm gobsmacked, absolutely gobsmacked. Leo's been picked out the crowd. He's going out with Bruno. <laughs> yeah, gobsmacked. Are you looking forward to it, Leo? Yeah. yeah. Who's your favourite player? Anthony. Who do you think's going to win tonight? United. Oh, wow. So you're going to be the mascot of all of these kids? What an amazing thing. So can I have a score prediction? 2-1. 2 United. Have, have you had a nice time in Copenhagen? Yeah. What's been your favourite thing? Just walking around and seeing everything. Yeah. But the match is the reason you're coming. He's nodding along. Okay. So when did you fly over? Monday. So you've just had a nice time here? Family. Holiday out. Cheap here, isn't it? No. <laughs> right, I'm supposed to be in the press box actually doing my job here, and I'm now finding myself in a room with 30 children. I really hope my editor's not listening to this. Um, but there you go. I thought it was a good idea. And it is, isn't it? And all the Danish kids are really friendly with him. A couple of them said welcome. Anyway, I think I'm going to have to walk out near them. It's half time, I'm at Parkin Stadium, so little Leo went out, he was a mascot, he stood in front of Bruno Fernandes, amazing how it all came together and then the game started and shock and behold, Manchester United went ahead in the game after a couple of minutes, Rasmus Hoyland, the Dane, scored in Denmark, made it 2-0 after 28 minutes, everything was looking absolutely wonderful, it was really weird looking, watching Manchester United um, winning a game. And looking comfortable and then Marcus Rashford got sent off and then the game turned United conceded two quick goals the second one a penalty after Harry Maguire handled how I'm now surrounded by lots of smiling Danish people what's your name? Matthias and you're a Copenhagen fan? Yeah, I'm a Copenhagen fan. I work as a journalist as well and for a media called Copenhagen Sundays. Okay. 
Did you expect to beat Manchester United? Um, before the game, I think we hoped, and I think we still do, of course. Uh, right now it's looking like we can get a result. Uh, well, I think most fans actually believe that we might get a result uh, and, and might, might get a win as well. So my, my answer to that will probably be yes. I think before the game I predicted that we will win, so yeah. So, right. How did you feel after 28 minutes when United were turning up? Uh, I thought it's not like Copenhagen normally, like during these European nights we are playing at a lot higher level, but we didn't start that well. But I thought that we were going to get smashed, and especially by Rasmussen. Terrible, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. What do fans here think of Rasmus Hoyland? Because obviously he played it. I think most of us want, we want him to, to do well, but of course not against Copenhagen. But it's not like there's any hatred or anything like that. Surprised how well he's done? Um, not really, to be honest, no. Okay. I think he's a top player and he wants to get his revenge. And I know his family's in the stand and all his friends as well. So Hoyland's got a hat trick in the. Uh, no, this is difficult now. This is Manchester United now. So second half here we go. First half hour, even longer. Everything was great. Not now. Two all at half time. United now at ten men. Oh no. The atmosphere is so impressive here. Stadium holds about 36,000, really steep stands, four separate stands. Section 12 behind the goal, 9,000 ultras. Big waiting list to, be, to get a seat in there. And we're on 58 minutes and it's still 2 all. I mean, you've got to say, it's sell for this with 10 men. Feel as convincing about United right now as I did at the start again. Had to square one after that little spur at the start of the match. But let's see if United can surprise us. There's some win. Ten men. Away. Maybe Bruno in the 91st minute again like at Fulham. Wishful thinking. So United lose another match. I'm with a Danish journalist. What's your name? It's Elias. What did you make of that? Uh, I think it's, you know, it's, a, it's a close game, but uh, I'm pretty sure that the red card, many United fans would probably say that that ended up with costing them the game because they were doing very well until the red card. And then after that, we came back. We, we were close to, to getting a 1-2 goal straight after the, the red card. But, but we actually managed to do well, get 2-2 before uh, the break. And, and, and I think we ended up winning a, winning a deserved uh, win. You're very strong at home. We are, yeah. We don't lose. We, I think we've only lost in, in, in Champions League group phases. Uh, we've lost two games. We've lost to, I think... Uh, in 17, in now, I think it yeah, is, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've lost, we lost to Munich uh, a few weeks ago and, uh, and then we lost uh, to Madrid uh, in 13. Mm. And apart from that, we don't lose in, in the group phase at home. So we are very Why? strong. Because the crowd is helping us. We, we, I think you probably saw that we had a very intense atmosphere. Our home fans are doing very well and... Uh, and the players know that they can perform in, in parking, even when uh, meeting teams that you would normally. When, when I saw the, the lineup for United, I was thinking, okay, this is, this is a very good team. But as we all know, uh, 
11 good names doesn't necessarily make a very good team. Well, we're not a good team. No. We've been beaten yeah. nine times this season. Yeah. We're, and, we're, we're a really poor team. Yeah. And, and we haven't, and, and we, we haven't lost many games, uh, not in the league. We've lost a few, but, uh, but, but we've been doing well, and especially in the Champions League. I think we've done very well. You're confident you can get out of this group? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I know. You're unlucky against Galatasaray, no? Yeah, we have uh, Galatasaray at home, <laughs> and, uh, and, and looking back at, at our game in uh, Istanbul, we were leading 2 0. We had like 15 minutes to go. And we got our red card and ended up with a with a two-two draw. And, and and looking back, and and if we have had those three points, we would be in a very good position to to end second the group. We are second now, but but looking at we have four points. Galatasaray have four points, and and you have uh, three points. So it, it's it's gonna be a, a tight finish. But I think we uh, will probably lose in Munich. Uh, but we can uh, we can decide it ourselves. And if if we beat. Uh, Galatasaray in, in the last game at home. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. So that's it from this podcast from Copenhagen. Another defeat. I went to see the post-match press conference. Eric Tenag, very annoyed with the decisions. Um, lots of fury from United fans uh, about VAR, about the red card, about another defeat. Uh, incredibly, United could still stay in the Champions League. There are still two games left, but both will be very difficult at Galatasaray later this month. We'll go to that one. And then at home to Bayern Munich, who just running away with the league. Do we have confidence that Manchester United can do that? Not especially so. Not especially so. So next up is Luton at Old Trafford. First time since 91-92. Luton Town used to come with the tiny away followings. They've sold all 3,000 tickets this time. They're very excited. I know some Luton fans, they're really looking forward to it. And we'll bring you a podcast after that game. It's also the main game that the current United We Stand is on sale at. We're really happy with this issue. And because of the way the fixtures have gone, we've only had this game and the Newcastle game, plus I sold at, at Fulham. We've got like seven home matches in five weeks and then two in six weeks, something like that. It's It makes it pretty difficult to plan a fanzine so if you go to the game and you want a fanzine it is your last chance uh, if you're not at the match you can get it in uh, news agents or you can download our digital edition as well just go to our website uwsonline.com and there's a good forum on the website as well so only it's a tenner a year and has been since 2009 it's a bit more sensible than some of the stuff we're now seeing uh, with the way that social media is changing, with more nonsense being pumped out there. So if you want to join a decent community there, a lot of people who go to the matches are on there as well. So consider that and we'll bring you the next podcast after Luton Town. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>